I was blessed with several good priests at the seminaries I attended, you know, as formators, uh, spiritual directors, professors. There was one who was conducting class, and he told us about this experience he had when he was working in the South, I think it was in Mississippi. So he and a couple other priests uh, went to a funeral at a Protestant church. Not sure their relationship to the deceased or how they ended up there. But he said they went and, and the casket was in the aisle. And it was their custom at that church to have the Bible opened up on top of the casket. And so he said the preacher walked in, walked to the casket, and slammed the book of the Bible shut. And then turned around and said, this I want to hear, shoot, ain't even worth talking about. He lived in sin. He died in sin. Ain't nothing left except for the devil to carry off his body. Look, he said, there's the devil. The priest said that people began to jump out of their seats. He said that they crossed themselves. He said by the time they had finished a couple Hail Marys, the church was empty. They walked outside the parking lot, had been cleared out. I was thinking, all right, so he's speaking to, to would-be priests, and so the moral of the story is going to be, don't do that. <laughs> right? When you have funerals, don't do that. But in his trademark way, when he wanted us to know how serious he was, he looked at us over his glasses and said, you know, there are destructive ways of living. What a powerful way to make your point. You see, the devil is sort of a logical necessity. There is moral evil in the world, hatred, violence, apathy, faithlessness. There is moral evil in the world. Moral evil emerges through a moral agent, someone who knows good from evil and can choose either one. Your cat can't do that. A plant can't do that. Only a rational being can. And that evil was introduced at some point is clear from the biblical account of creation. After each day, what did God say? It is good. It is good. And human beings, very good. It's clear not only from the scriptural account, but it's also apparent to our reason, right? What is a lie? A lie is what the bending of the truth, the bending of being good. Truth exists first. Evil feeds upon the truth. It's a parasite. It's dependent upon the good existing first. 
So there must be an origin of evil, a first liar. This being we call the father of lies, the devil. He's depicted in our first reading, bending the truth to Adam and Eve. You can be like gods. You can determine what you are. And you can determine good and evil. God doesn't want you good. He really isn't good. He's in your way. He's superfluous. Such is what's ultimately behind his temptations to Jesus. God is the issue, Pope Benedict wrote. Is he real? Is reality itself? Or isn't he? Is he good? Or do we have to invent the good ourselves? What must the Savior of the world do or not do? You decide, the devil says to us. If he doesn't provide you with material things, bread, a comfortable life, how is that the work of a God or a Savior? If he doesn't submit to your test, demonstrate he's at your beck and call and can make everything better, how can he be good? Wouldn't you at least do that if you were asked? A real God would eradicate hunger, protect you whenever you ask, and have the power to guide the affairs of the world's kingdoms. Is not your world at war? Why not bend your knees to powers that can get things done and turn the tide in global politics? God is superfluous, Satan says. Don't waste your time on such superstitious things as religion. At the moment, as with Adam and Eve, it almost seems as though the devil has a point. The fruit, it looks good. Not trusting in God seems beneficial. Look at all this time that I have. Look what I could do. But where, for example, are all the kingdoms of the world at that time which were shown to Jesus? Where are they? Have any survived to our own day? Even just one? When man measures the world according to himself, according to his own standards, he is deceived. And the world is darkened by the destructive ways of warped, bent hearts, as history has repeatedly seen. From Caesar's and Nero's Rome, to the French Revolution, to Hitler's Germany, to Lenin, Stalin, and Putin in Russia, to Mao and Xi in China, and to a growing number of world leaders offering bread while aborting and euthanizing their citizens. Mercy killings, as they're called. That's one way to increase the bread of those left alive. If man's heart is not good, Pope Benedict wrote, then nothing else can turn out good either. And the goodness of the human heart can ultimately come only from the one who is goodness, who is the good itself. What did your Savior bring, if not bread, well-being, and peace, we might be asked? Well, he brought himself the precondition for all three. 